This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and interest rates are on the way up, and inflation doesn't seem to be going anywhere either. And coming up, we'll get some great advice on how to protect yourself and maybe even take advantage of the rising interest rates. We'll talk to accredited mortgage professional, Angela Calla. She'll be on CKNW tonight at seven o'clock on The Mortgage Show. She is here to help us with all our questions about borrowing money and why it's important to have an expert on your side when you go in for that mortgage. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. Elon Musk continued to shake things up at Twitter this week. He issued an ultimatum to employees this past Thursday. Musk sent out an email telling staff they had to respond to a notice by 5 p.m. if they want to keep their jobs. And they had to say whether they agree to stay with the company and expect to work long hours or accept three months of severance and quit. Get the hell out. Earlier in the week, Elon Musk let go of dozens of Twitter employees for criticizing him, most not on Twitter, but in the company's private Slack chat group, which I guess he was checking in on. Apple is rolling out a new system that will help some iPhone users in Canada reach emergency responders, even if they don't have access to cell service or Wi-Fi. Great if you're stuck out in the woods somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Apple says... Its new emergency SOS system will allow anyone with an iPhone 14 to connect to a satellite to report an emergency or just call for help. It says the service will be free, but only for the first two years. That announcement comes as Canadian telecommunications companies face some new pressure to make sure that people can still reach emergency responders in the case of a major outage. And if you don't think those major outages can happen, just remember back in July when Rogers Cell Service went out across the country for 15 very long hours. The annual inflation rate for Canada didn't move the needle very much, holding steady at 6.9% last month. After declining for several months, Statistics Canada says the rate of inflation was unchanged in October from September. The Bank of Canada will be paying close attention to the latest Consumer Price Index report as it gets ready for its next interest rate decision, which is slated for December 7th. People are starting to buy more stuff in the U.S. Americans stepped up their spending at retailers, restaurants, and auto dealers last month. Pretty healthy sign of consumer confidence as the holiday shopping season gets underway. While inflation still remains painfully high, and rising interest rates continue to hurt, just like here in Canada. The U.S. government says retail sales rose 1.3% in October from September. The increase was led by people buying more new cars and spending more on gas, I guess because gas is more expensive, but even adjusting for inflation, spending increased at a pretty solid uh, pace. Here in Canada, Loblaws is reporting sales of cough and cold products hit an all-time high this fall at the drugstores that it owns, including Shoppers Drug Mart. Chairman and President Galen Weston says 
manufacturers of multinational and generic brands have had trouble keeping up with the spike in demand uh, due to COVID-19, the flu, and RSV. And he says unusual pressure has led to shortages, and he's not sure when those shortages will end. And it's almost the end of an era. That huge barge that washed up on a Vancouver beach a year ago is almost gone. Salvage crews have cut away and removed its deck and sides. They've pulled up the two pilings that kept the thing stable. Now they'll be concentrating on the beach remediation and the cleanup. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And when we come back, interest rates are on the rise. And Angela Calla has some great advice on how you can make sure you're protected and maybe even take advantage of the rising interest rates. That's next. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. This is Martin Strong and interest rates are up and they're probably going to go a little higher as well, which can be scary for a lot of people who are renegotiating mortgages at much higher rates. Combine that with the cost of food. Have you checked out a head of lettuce lately? It's expensive out there. But according to my next guest, I don't know if you can take advantage of uh, expensive lettuce, but she says you can actually take advantage of higher interest rates. And my guest, of course, is our friend Angela Calla. Angela is a accredited mortgage professional. She's the host of The Mortgage Show on CKNW every Saturday night, tonight at 7 She's also the best-selling author of The Mortgage Code, and she's here now. Hi, Angela. Hello. So good to be thanks. with you today. Yeah, thank, thanks for doing this. And, and before we start talking about uh, taking advantage of interest rates and all the, you always have such great advice for people. I want to ask you a question because just before the break, I talked a little bit about uh, Christmas shopping because next Friday oh, yes. is Black Friday. And it's the official start of the Christmas shopping season. And I, I don't know if I'm right on this, but I'm guessing that you are a person who would do their Christmas shopping early and you would have some strategy to it. Is that true? Oh, you do know me. What can I say, uh, Martin? <laughs> Absolutely. I do have a strategy, but I have actually moved away from buying a lot of gifts with people because for me I'm all about experiences and I have two young kids and I have two aging parents and I you know being at this time in my life what's most important to me is actually being there for each other and to me what means more to me than an actual gift is actually setting a date to go for tea you know with my mother-in-law as an example and getting dressed up and, and going for tea together and it doesn't have to be an expensive tea but having a tea or for me offering to provide babysitting and taking my best friend's kids for the evening so her and her husband can have a night out those are the types of gifts for the people that I love most that I give you know it's oh. a card like a family picture card and it's you know an experience that I want to have together with them and even included in my kids gifts this year 
um, I'm going to have with them that we're going to have our special date day, but we're going to do it volunteering. And there's two things that we want to volunteer for. Um, I've gotten to know a lot of charitable organizations through my work in the community and um, obviously with my book, The Mortgage Code, because every year we give the proceeds to a different charity. And mm -hmm. so I'm going to have my kids uh, volunteer with me at the People's Pantry where we pick up um, – you know, nearly expired, not quite expired, but nearly expired, close to expiry food from the grocery store. And then we bring it and sort it in a, in hampers for local families. And another thing that I'm going to have them do with me as well, because I had to take advantage of it when my parents um, had some health issues earlier this year, is I'm going to go for car rides with them and do a delivery um, shift at, for Meals on Wheels. So wow. those are the types of things that I are the front and center of my Christmas experience and Christmas presents. And um, I, I, I really feel way better about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew that you would have uh, not only a strategy, but a philosophy about it. And it's a, a lovely one, too, because it reminds me one of the best Christmas gifts I ever got was a couple of years ago. My daughter, Ruby, she bought me the Blu-ray of a movie that I really liked called The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, which is a Western oh. with Jim, Jimmy Stewart and John Wayne. And it's the kind of thing I watch all the time, but I have to watch it by myself because nobody else wants to watch a Western. But she gave me the Blu-ray and a little certificate that said she would watch it with me. And it was just the greatest. Oh. Yeah. So that's oh, good. My so I'm, heart. I'm glad I asked you about that. Uh, Angela Calla is our guest and uh, we're talking about uh, Christmas shopping, but let's, let's talk about the matter at hand because you are the expert on saving money on mortgages. And right now is a tricky time because interest rates are going up and they'll, they will likely go up in December. And I know you have some strong opinions about that. You fully expect another rate hike uh, December 7th, right? I certainly do. Yes. So uh, sadly, the pain of higher interest rates is not over. And uh, we do expect that. And so knowing that, at least we can be proactive in the action that we can take to empower ourselves in times when we feel powerless is take a look at our overall budget see if there's any opportunity for savings, make sure that the funds that we have are allocated accordingly. And if you do have a mortgage, the strategy that we can implement to protect you against future payment shock and also uh, renewal shock is to look at what your payment potentially could be in the next renewal window and look at how, how to allocate placing those funds aside so you can decide if you'd like to make a prepayment or if you'd like to prepay your mortgage so when the balance is up it's up for renewal and if uh, it's up and obviously the amount is reduced so you're renewing less even though the rate is a little bit higher but here's one thing that's really important for people to consider and feel comfort in this is mm -hmm. temporary consider if you own a home you're not renting your home. You own your home. What you're renting is the mortgage rate. 
Just because interest rates are higher today, we have all seen in the span of two years how fast rates can go down and how fast they can go up. So while we're on the up cycle right now, what's most important is when you renew your mortgage that you look at the terms that are associated with your mortgage because some lenders have paused variable rate mortgages. Do you know why? Can you take a guess, Martin? Uh, because they think they're going up higher? I'm not sure what you mean. Well, be oh, well, because variable rate mortgages have the lowest cost to exit. So there's a lot of people that have variable rate mortgages, but they haven't left them yet. They haven't switched to a fixed rate because if they're with a lender that has posted rates, those penalties when they want to break them, when they need to break them, if they fall into that category at a seven out of 10 Canadians that likely will have some type of need, whether it be personal life circumstance or market circumstance, will have to break their mortgage. So they haven't abandoned their variable rate and variable Variable rate mortgages have the least amount of profit, the very least amount of profit for financial institutions. And you can get out of a variable rate mortgage very quickly by paying three months interest. So some lenders have put a pause on variable rate mortgages and are only offering fixed rates because the banks love fixed rates because they make the most amount of money off of them because 7 out of 10 Canadians break their mortgage faster and if they have an IRD because they use a posted rate to give you your discount off of, they know that they're well positioned for financial success regardless of what happens in the market or needing clients needing to make a change. So right. with that in mind, um, that's the reason why uh, some lenders have put a pause on it, but why people need to consider not only the rate that they take, but they need to consider the lender and that the lender, if they can qualify for it, doesn't have posted rates. So when the market does change, they can easily break that mortgage and take a much lower one. Right. And for people who don't listen to your show on Saturday nights at seven, the mortgage show uh, with Angela Calla, uh, people who listen, they know what it is that you do. But for people who might not know, um, you are a mortgage broker. So without any real um, expense to, to people, they can call you and you can look into these different scenarios and you can find the best rates and you can it's much better than dealing with a bank, as you just pointed out, right? Yeah. Well, Martin, I think primarily what the most important thing for consumers to know is, is that we are here to represent clients without a bias. So if the clients have the best mortgage lender and the best mortgage strategy already implemented for them within their existing provider, it's our responsibility to reinforce that and let them know that they're absolutely on the right path. And that if any circumstances change, whether it be lifestyle or market, that we could then reevaluate it. But if they're in the best scenario for them, then we're absolutely going to recommend staying put. Uh, but we're not obligated by any particular lender to sell any particular product. So we take away, we don't have any uh, alliance, we don't have any requirements to sell anything. Our whole responsibility of what we are and what we do is to look at all the pros and all the cons, and then the client decides what's best for them based on actually having all the unbiased information. So it's a completely different experience than anybody who's going to an institution on their own who's 
whose job, who works at the institution, as fantastic as they may be and as great <laughs> as that lender might be within the box of what they have, they're paid to sell their product, whereas it doesn't matter to us where we go to get you a mortgage. Right. And that website is angelacala.ca. And I guess with a lot of people, it, it's kind of like uh, when you have all these subscriptions to Netflix and Amazon Prime and you forget about them and you just keep paying every month, probably a lot of people who are locked into mortgages just think, well, I'm locked in, so I can't do anything anyway for the next three, four years. Uh, but that's not the case, is it? They, they should always be looking at their options. Absolutely. Uh, because again, without bias, we're here to let you know if you should stick where you are or if you should make a change. So there's no cost. There's no cost to inquire. There's no cost to uh, take a look at things from the beginning of the mortgage and all the way through being a part of our mortgage family. So whatever stage you're at, even if you think you're years off, you never know what we can recommend to help position you better. You know, as an example, most people can think of maybe a half a dozen lending institutions off the top of their head, but there's dozens of banks, trust companies, and credit unions all available to help Canadians find the best mortgage solution for their unique profile. And so most of them are only accessible through independent mortgage professionals. And so us having that understanding and knowing exactly what those lenders are looking for is so important to be able to make sure that you design the life that you desire within the best and most efficient period of time. Right. And uh, when we come back, I want to talk about what's going on now, because um, along with high interest rates, that comes along with things like, uh, you know, a slowdown in the housing market. And that provides uh, a few advantages, right? You, there are advantages out there with rising interest rates. It is. And surprisingly, even though the numbers are very short, we do have a lot of people who live here who have moved here interprovincially or have been saving for a period of time or have put a plan in place or have worked together with their families and they are being able to take advantage of opportunities. And we'll tell you exactly what those are when we come back. Yeah, that's true. Angela Calla, accredited mortgage professional and professional broadcaster, too. She's she's good at the segues. Uh, she's the host of The Mortgage Show on CKNW every Saturday night and tonight at 7 o'clock. She's the best-selling author of The Mortgage Code, the book, and you can find her online at angelacalla.ca. And as she just said, when we come back on Vancouver Consumer, we're going to talk about ways you can actually take advantage of the market, of the interest rates out there, even though they're going up. They're going up and up and up. And that's all when we come back on Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. It is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong as we talk with our friend Angela Calla. Uh, she will be back here on CKNW at 7 o'clock tonight for her show, The Mortgage Show. Uh, she's also an accredited mortgage professional. She's the uh, best-selling author of The Mortgage Code, and you can find her online at angelacalla.ca. And uh, I just thought about it. We were talking about uh, Christmas shopping earlier. The Mortgage Code, the book, could be a, 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 good, a good gift for somebody. There you go. Do you, do you uh, agree? Thank you. Yes, it's available <laughs> on Amazon. 
I would agree. And the proceeds this year uh, go to the Tri-City Moms Group, which supports mothers and families here in the Tri-Cities and surrounding areas. Oh, that's great. That's great. Because I, I was just reading about uh, the five gifts that you like for kids. And it should be the first one is a gift that they need. Or no, the first one is a gift they want. The second is a gift they need. The third one is a gift they can wear. And the fourth one is a gift they can read. So uh, there you go. So <laughs> the book is on there. Uh, but, well, oh, go ahead. And Oh, I was going to say, speaking of that, I actually had someone last year that came and picked up a copy to put in a new doctor. And so we actually worked on a plan over this last year in the changing market to be able to help this new family physician buy their first home here. So it's been really exciting. And, you know, we know that there's a lot to say about, uh, you know, healthcare at this particular time, but knowing that we were able to help a new family position within a year of practice purchase their right. first home in a very changing market was very, uh, very rewarding. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about, you think, oh, a doctor it probably does all right financially, but imagine the sticker shock, no matter what you do for a living, moving to Vancouver and having to jump into this market, this real estate market. Um, and I don't care how much money you make. Um, it is a shock. It is certainly a shock. And I think everybody looks at what people gross as their income, but they don't necessarily consider what they net. And when you look at what they net, you know, and we're looking at what you qualify for and how the interest rates have gone up. It's it's an experience for people to navigate, and we're happy to be able to help people navigate that. And within that becomes some opportunities as well. And yeah. there's a lot of opportunities that people were not able to realize in very hot markets. And one of them is for people who are purchasing under a million dollars and they have just enough down payment for their five or 10 percent, depending on what they're buying. But the problem with that is the place that they're looking to buy isn't renovated yet and they don't have the money to renovate and they don't want to accumulate debt. And there's this perfect product out there, Martin, and it's called Purchase Plus Improvements. Mm -hmm. And what it does is it allows you to borrow on average, there's a little bit of give and take on both sides of this, but about 10% of the value of the property. So let's say you're buying a home for $800,000 and maybe you're putting uh, $80,000 down and you have your property uh, transfer tax, but then you need anywhere from 20 to 80 to renovate it to get it livable for you because it's, it's older, it's outdated, it doesn't suit your family's needs. Well, what you can do now that you didn't have the time to do before is when you're going and viewing the home, you would bring a contractor in. The contractor would write you up a quote of exactly how much it would be to do the work. And then the mortgage company approves that quote or quotes. As an example, you're doing floors, you're doing painting, you're doing cabinetry. Um, and then once they approve that, 
the contractor goes to work, your mortgage is funded. However, they don't fund the amount of renovations until the renovation is complete. And some, some renovations can be fast, but on average, they like the renovations to be done within three to four months. And then once those renovations are complete and you go in and do um, an appraisal or provide the receipts of the work being done, then the rest of the money is forwarded to you and it's all encompassed into the one mortgage payment at the same mortgage rate in which you paid for your mortgage without having to make an extra payment. So it allows an opportunity for those that don't need to live in the property the moment that they take possession to renovate it, get it to the place where it needs to go, not accumulate outside debt and move in comfortably. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's the purchase plus improvement mortgage. And because a lot of people who are trying to get in the market uh, are are finding, I guess, that they have to to buy places that are fixer uppers, and uh, it just seems like a perfect thing. So other, so most institutions um, offer this. Yeah, and some are, they, there's a big variance. Some people do 10% of the purchase price. Some do 10% of future value. Some will do up to 20% depending on the work that's being done. But one really good rule of thumb for people to consider is it won't include, if you had to pick up a house and shake it, nothing that could fall can be included. So you can't use, uh, you can't use it for furniture. You can't use it for appliances. It has to be right. for permanent structures to the home. And most commonly, the first time home buyer we see Martin is buying about 650 on average 650 to 850 mm -hmm. uh, if and with them doing that about 10% of the purchase price is exactly what they need to redo floors do the paint and maybe a little bit of updated cabinetry or or fixing of a few little things but the the rule of thumb is permanent fixture budget 10% and it's got to be done generally within 90 days. So it's really helped a lot of people actually even uh, my own my own uh, accountant's assistant, you know, got into their first home and they utilize this product as well. So because we have the time now and people are getting the opportunity to go in, see the space, maybe more than once. They can come in, see it themselves. They can bring in their contractors. They can get a couple of quotes. They can make sure that the contractor that they're working with can also work within their financial demands and criteria uh, within the lender's scope and, and proceed along accordingly. And they have the time to make these educated decisions because of the current conditions. Right. And if that seems like uh, a good idea to someone listening, uh, get in touch with the Angela Calla mortgage team. Go to angelacalla.ca and uh, you can uh, get some information on, on these kind of mortgages. Uh, the It's uh, the Purchase Plus Improvements Mortgage. Uh, kind of an interesting idea. Um, and let's talk about um, the fact that with interest rates rising, all of a sudden uh, savings accounts suddenly you can actually make a little bit of interest in the bank after years of, of it was just nothing that you could make at the bank. So how does this factor in to, I guess, mostly to people who are saving to buy that home? Um, how, do you, how do you take advantage of that? 
Well, old financial tools have become new again. High interest savings accounts have virtually been non-existent for 10 years, but they've made a comeback with rising bank rates, giving you the power to supercharge your savings and achieve that down payment quicker. So if you take a high interest savings account and you couple that with a TFSA, maybe even RSPs to get a tax refund, which then you can further use to build your down payment, and you're accelerating not only your home ownership benefits potentially, but also your retirement nest egg. So certainly what's old has become new again in that aspect, and coming in 2023, we have an even newer uh, financial tool coming designed to specifically help first-time home buyers. Mm-hmm. And and what's that? Does this is does this involve the TFSA? It is a specific TFSA design with first-time homebuyers in mind, and this tool provides tax benefits for savings with the purpose of homeownership, and it also helps optimize parental gifts and maximize tax impact. Um, you know, it won't solve macro issues like housing shortages and, and so forth, but it does supercharge your down payment and give great leg up to consumers hoping to enter the market in the next three to five years. So this was just announced and launches for 2023 and so home buyers need to start planning now and what's really funny about this martin is mm-hmm. i consulted with the government back in 2010 and talked about creating this type of program or being able to take other tax efficient accounts and filter it into an account like this and here we are 2023 uh 13 years later yeah. And I guess when you're saving money to, to use as a down payment, it's money that you're going to need in one, two, three years down the road. So you, you have to make sure it's in something that's uh, kind of stable and not too speculative. You can't, you know, put it all on Apple stock or something. Right. Well, that, yes. And also the big differential between this and, of course, you know, the TFSA has its limits if it's just a regular TFSA in terms of amount. But then the RSPs have a payback component, right? Mm-hmm. So when you borrow money from your RSPs, you're borrowing your own money from your future retirement. And so you actually have to pay back a portion of that each year um, or you end up paying the income tax on it. And we all know, I mean, only being able to utilize $35,000 for a down payment doesn't is not enough anymore because if you're buying for over 500,000, you have to have over a 5,000, uh, over a 5% down payment. And it goes from five to 10% between 500,000 and a million. And then over a million requires 20. So an RSP, $35,000 each, doesn't even get you 10% on an $800,000 purchase price. Yeah. So the need for this is very crystal clear and it's a step in the right direction but it's so important to know all the financial tools that are out there and how to combine them to supercharge them and make your dollar go for you as far as possible so that's why we say it doesn't matter to us if you're one year three year or five years off let's start the conversation today let's set up a budget and a a savings plan for you today and wherever the journey takes you whatever goal you have will help you navigate and just start that journey by going to angelacala.ca 
online and meet the Angela Calla mortgage team and uh, they can help. And uh, I, I, I just love talking to you. It's always such an inspiration. And uh, Angela Calla has been our guest, uh, accredited mortgage professional, and she's host of The Mortgage Show, which you can hear on CKNW tonight at seven o'clock and every Saturday night. And you can also pick up her book, The Mortgage Code. So thank you, Angela. Thanks for talking to us. It's always an absolute pleasure. Have a wonderful afternoon. All right. Thanks, Angela. Angela Calla. And coming up, we're pretty used to being able to go into a mall and go shopping on a Sunday. But it was only 40 years ago, almost to the day, that Sunday shopping finally became legal in the city of Vancouver, technically legal. I've got that story on how that happened when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and this is Vancouver Consumer. And earlier this afternoon, I was talking about Christmas shopping, which I understand can be annoying to people who think it's just too early. But this coming Friday is so-called Black Friday, the day after American Thanksgiving, unofficially the start of the Christmas shopping season. But uh, forget about Friday. What about Sunday shopping? Here in the Lower Mainland, we take things for granted, that you can just walk into a store on a Sunday and get what you need. So it's hard to believe that up until 1980, most stores were technically not allowed to be open on Sunday. That was according to a federal law known as the Lord's Day Act. It was enacted in 1906, and it stipulated that, quote, no business was permitted permitted to sell or offer for sale or purchase any goods, chattel, or other personal property. So where did people go when they needed to buy chattel on a Sunday? By the way, I had to look that up. Chattel is any item of property other than real estate. And I'm glad I looked that up because I've heard that word a million times, but I always thought chattel had something to do with cows, I guess, because it sounds like cattle. But anyway, I'm digressing. That law against Sunday shopping went into effect in 1906. But over the years, a lot of people tried to get around it. In 1932, for example, 12 store managers, 12 florists, and two vegetable dealers were charged with keeping their stores open on Sunday. And it really heated up in the 70s when a bunch of stores in Gastown refused to close on Sundays. And by 1979, Vancouver was one of the only places in the Lower Mainland to enforce Sunday shopping laws. Places like Richmond, Burnaby, and North Van were all leaving it up to the merchants. And in Calgary, they removed Sunday shopping restrictions back in 1972, completely ignoring the federal law. But here in BC, a lot of people were still ignoring the law and even our Attorney General, Gardy Gardam, at the time, didn't take the law very seriously. He called the Lord's Day Act, quote, archaic, unworkable, and ineffective. And he refused to prosecute any shop owner who didn't close on Sundays. But finally, in 1982, it was actually on this day tomorrow, November 20th, 1982, 40 years ago exactly, that Vancouver voters chose by a majority 58.2% to 
to allow shops to open on Sundays in the city of Vancouver. Many were still against it, though. Uh, Even some shop owners, John Wallace, the manager of the BC Retail Merchants Association of Canada, was quoted in the newspaper as saying, BC has always been a place where families could be together on Sundays, where people could go to the beach or go skiing. So it was up until tomorrow, this day, 1982, you could go skiing on Sundays. You just couldn't buy the skis on Sunday. I'm Martin Strong, Vancouver Consumer, is here every Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m. Leo Coelho is our producer. Stick around. The news is coming up next on CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.